Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
to For A More Radio, your power station with powerful teachings from the Word of God. You are tuned into The Word with Overseer Jay Evans for practical end-time teaching with a biblical understanding of the times. Here is your host. Welcome, welcome, my brothers and sisters. We have joy to come out on our destination. Thank you, God, for coming in with us tonight. And those who are from 60, I would like to welcome, praise God. And uh, those who are just listening on the broadcast, we want to thank you for tuning in. Um, we know that if you listen uh, on demand, you will be able to catch up with us. Praise God. It is an honor to be with you today to... Share the word of God with you tonight. We thank God for you. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the physical life does not end. Uh, does Our physical existence does not end with physical death. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in other words, you are an eternal being. Praise God. Whether you are going to be eternally with the Lord... Are you going to be in eternity in damnation? Praise God. Uh, and and uh, we thank God for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of what he did for us, we shouldn't have to, we don't have to worry about that second death. Because Jesus paid the price for you and I that we would have a right to the tree of life. And because of that, Praise God. We ought to rejoice in the Lord. And those who have not accepted him as your personal Savior, tonight, let it not be said this night, the 22nd, the 27th of uh, July, 2022. Don't pass you by. And this, praise God, at this time, it is uh, 6.08 Eastern Standard Time. That's, that, that will be an excellent time for you to say, Lord, here am I. I believe that you are the Son of God. You came down through 42 generations. 
and you died for my sins. I accept your sacrificial lamb that you did. You gave me eternal life, and I accept you. Just talk to him and explain to him where you're located because he knows where you're located tonight. There's nothing hid that he does not know. He knows the little man, the little girl inside of you. Praise God. I remember because it was a, quite a while back, several uh, decades, probably about four decades and, and plus, that I heard the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I heard the word of God. And that word was so, I don't know, it was, it was I don't know, it was a scary, um, uh, it, it was an intense, it had my entire attention. Uh, this session on the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel, and this great prophecy teacher preaching and teaching this word. And I'm sitting there just with my, maybe my mouth down to my chin, just looking like, wow, this is, and he was explaining it, quoting those scriptures, because I didn't know too much about the scripture, but I heard what he said. And uh, the last thing he said, that if you don't know Jesus and you have not accepted him as your personal savior, if you are living, you're going to go through this tribulation. And he was talking about the tribulation, praise God, and if, and, if, and if you die, and I'm saying tonight, you, we don't know when he's coming. We don't know when the thief is coming. If we did, we would we would guard our house. But you don't know. You just don't know what's out there. You don't, you don't know what's, what's going to happen when you go to the grocery store. You don't know when you, what's going to happen. You don't know what is going to happen. Except but now. You're in the now. You're, you're in the now. And that's it. A second after the now, you don't know what's going to happen. Praise God. And, and that's something because we don't, because we can't predict the future. We can look at the scriptures and, and see the prophetic word of God. And even Daniel, God spoke to Daniel, said, Daniel, close up this book, seal it up until the end time. And, and, and the book, Daniel said, uh, men's knowledge would increase. And they will run two and four. Now, knowledge have increased. Not only physical knowledge, because uh, I was just looking and, and talking to my wife that in 96 or 94, 95, I didn't know anything about a computer. And, and they had, and I, I remember um, having a, um, a bag phone. I, I didn't have one, but I knew a person who had a bag phone. I didn't have a phone. A bag phone. It was a huge phone, like a military phone <laughs> like a, a, a three uh, uh, that 312 it, it's real big or even a, a prick 77 it was you military guys know exactly what I'm saying them old radios uh, and and uh, so but look what has happened now just 25 said 26 years look how knowledge has increased not only that type of knowledge but some scholars believe that Knowledge of prophecy has increased, and things is happening so fast. And I want to talk to you tonight about a word, uh, and this is a kind of interesting uh, subject, a uh, title I'm going to give you, and is, what in hell do you want? You know, they're like, what in hell do you want? But I want you to break that down. Actually, 
what is in hell that you want. Because if you don't know Jesus, it seems to be like you want to find out you want something down there. You want to go down there, over there, crossway, or wherever, wherever it's located. Praise God. So the question is, what in hell do you want? And, and the description of this message, hell is a biblical term for a place for those who are eternal, eternally lost. It's not a myth. And I've heard people say, you know, I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in heaven. And that's fine. You, you don't have to. Let me tell you something. Just because you don't believe that does not mean it's not real. But the thing I talked to you last week, if it is real, I have nothing to lose. I can't, I accept the Lord, the Lord as my Savior. I've been rejoicing. Praise God. He's been directing my life. As, you know, I'm, I'm, he's directing my life. And I, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'll be 71 years old next month, and uh, I, I feel great, I, even though I haven't had some medical emergencies, but God brought me through. I mean, I died in the gym. I thought I was in good shape, working out in, in the gym, uh, lifting weights in, on the Stairmaster, getting my heart rate up to about 160 beats per minute, like a young person, and I'm 63 at this time. So, and, and, and I had a sudden cardiac arrest. My heart stopped or it began to flutter and it stopped working right. It required a charge with an AED. So I died. And, 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 and if it would have not been for the Lord on my side, I would have been dead now since uh, 2015. That's seven years. I'd have been seven years. Folks have been and forgot all about me except my family. They would have probably been still remembering me. But God, hallelujah. But see, regardless, Paul said, look here. It's to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So irregardless, let me read a few passages of scripture to relate to you what I'm, what I'm talking about. If I die, and there's, you know, if I die, and, 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 and there is... A afterlife, like the Bible declares, if there's an after, after uh, that, that life, it says, just reading a few passages of scriptures, that in Acts 7 and 59, Stephen called out to God and saying, Lord, receive my spirit. Now, when you read some translation, it let you know that Jesus, the Messiah, is God, and God is the Messiah. He said, I am in the Father, and the Father in me, you're in me, and I'm in you. Oh, we, we are all one in Christ. Hallelujah. Aren't, aren't you glad about that? Because, see, God is everywhere. He's in the atmosphere. He's everywhere, so you are in him. Hallelujah. And you have a right relationship with him if you are in Christ. So Stephen said, receive my spirit. In other words, uh, I'm not, this is not the second death here. This is the first model of the gospel of the book of Acts, of the, of, of the beginning of the church age. And he said, receive my spirit. And, and even Jesus said, 
into thy hands. I commend my spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. So you are spirit, you are spirit, possess a soul, and you live in this body. So your body is going to go back to dust. See, God have a new body for us. A body that not made with hands in the heavens. A glorified body. And our, 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 we will maintain our soul, our thinking, our emotions, our will. Other words, our personality. And our spirit, my spirit has been reborn. So, and Paul then says there in 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. See, we are confidence of, yes, and we well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Paul said, look here, I have confidence that I could be absent from this body. But if I'm absent from the body, my body falls down. But our, my spirit will be in his presence. But he said, you know what? It's more needful for me to be in your presence so I can teach you and finish writing these books. That's what he basically said. That for your sake, it was best for me to stay here. And God kept him here. And even in prison, in the Lord prison, he said, I'm, in a, I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He did more incarcerated than he did when he was a free man. He wrote so many books, letters, epistles to the church. And we're reading those today. And Paul said also in Philippians 1 and 23, For I am hard-pressed between two, having a desire to depart, what and to be with Christ, which is far better. So, other words, being saved now, and you know, in the Lord, and you die, you're secure. Okay? So we believe that there's an afterlife, there's an eternal life. Now, those who just refuse to believe and refuse to accept Jesus as their personal Savior and live their life and enjoy their life here and get all the rewards here on earth. Do your do. Do your do. do, your do. Marry who you want to marry. Do all this lawlessness. Whatever you want to do it and you do it outside of God. In other words, you enjoy sin for a season, but there's a reckoning. And, 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 and you take your last breath because brothers and sisters, folks, take some people out there in radio land. You are going to take your last breath. I'm telling you now. I'm not telling you nothing you don't know. You can't live for so long. I knew a lady who lived 100, almost 104, and there's folks that are living to be 120. But they are going to take their last breath. And when you take your last breath, your money, your fame, your position, your color, your male or female will not help you. Now, what you going to do when you get on the other side? And all these, what these preachers have been talking to you about is actually true. What are you going to do? Like the rich man. 
And we're going to get into those particular passages of scriptures. See, we're in a time of great stress. And it's not going to get any better. So you need to get your house in order. As he told Hezekiah. You're going you're gonna to die, Hezekiah. Get your house in order. That's what Isaiah said to him. Even though God gave him 15 more years, but he still died. You can have more years. He gave me seven more years, but I'm still going to die. Lazarus was resurrected by Jesus, but he still died. Well, see, we, 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 we talked to you a little bit in Matthew before that we're in a time in Matthew 24 and 8. All these things, matter of fact, go up to number 7. For a nation will rise against nation. We see, we see a little bit of that now. So whatever you read in the Bible, it gives you a little glimpse. And things are going to happen so rapidly. And it's happening rapidly now. One thing after another. And it's going to get, it's going to get increasingly rapidly and rapidly. It's not going to slow down, brothers and sisters. I don't care who is in the White House, Out House, Jail House. The, uh, doesn't matter who are in whatever position. It's not going to help. You need to buckle up and get Jesus in your heart. Whether Republicans, Democrats, whether Independents, whoever is in, whoever's in charge, doesn't matter. Because the Bible declares there will be a day. day, day. That, we, that the folk will stand before the white throne judgment. But anyway, it says here, for nations shall rise against nations and kingdom against kingdoms. And there will be famines. We saw that and we've seen that not only in the third world nations. You see it a lot there with drought. Drought. When there's drought, there's uh, famines. And there had not been rain. That's why we got these wildfires going on in, out in the Midwest. It's because of drought. Don't you think that because you're on the East Coast and you get a little rain that you are secure. Because God can shut the heavens that it rain no more. And we saw that in Elijah days. Elisha. The, the heaven was shut up for three and a half years. And there was a drought. Hallelujah, yes, with a drought. And when you have a drought, you will have famine, lack of food. You see that the crops is not growing into certain places because all kind of issues. And even, even, even as they grow, their prices is sky high. Why? It's not because of an individual. It's time, it's a time of the end times. And it's going to get worse and worse. I'm not trying to scare, if I can scare the hell out of you, to get Jesus in you, then so be it. Jesus is the answer. When that preacher preached to me, he scared the hell out of me. Next thing I know, man, I was, I knew I needed Jesus. I ain't never heard anybody that said, if you want Jesus, if you need, if you don't know Jesus, you got to accept him. I heard always, join the church. Be baptized and join the church, Baptist. But this man called out those who to accept Jesus as their personal Savior. 
And I had never heard that message. I'm 26 years old at this time. I found my way at the altar. Weeping before the Lord with a broken heart and a contract spirit. He said, in no wise, I'll cast you out. That's the goodness of the Lord. God called me out of sit, out of darkness into his marvelous light. God has no respect of a person. He is calling you tonight. It says, look here. Pestilence. What is the pestilence? Diseases, virus. Let me tell you something. We are looking at viruses and the coronavirus and the monkey pops and the, and the chicken pops and the measles and all these other pestilence. But what about HIV, AIDS, sexual transmitted disease or sexual transmitted infection? It is going crazy between the age 15 to 25. 20 million people in America is infected with HIV. Uh, not HIV, but uh, some, kind of, some kind of STDs. It could be HIV. It could be gonorrhea. It could be syphilis. It could be any of those things. But see, we don't think about that. We think about viruses. But these are viruses. There's no cure. Hallelujah. So we're in a situation where things are happening and people can't, don't have cure. So that's pestilence. Earthquakes and earthquakes are happening in various places. And the Bible says here, for all these things is the beginning of sorrow. Then they will deliver you up in tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Praise the name of God. Just a little reading in, in your hearing tonight. And I was thinking, reading the passage of scriptures, and we know that global warming or whatever you want to call it is happening in the world. Record heat is happening and people... Thank God if you have an air condition. Don't you think you ought to be content and excited because God has blessed you. There's people without air condition. All they have is a fan. Like those fans they have in church back in the day. Windows up. And they're suffering. Old people, young people. Because of the heat. But let me tell you, let me give, me, give you a passage of scripture for your hearing tonight. For Revelation 16 and 8. Just a little bit of just a little bit for your hearing. The fourth bold judgment. Men are scorched. It says, then the fourth angel poured out of his bowl. Some scriptures say the vow. And the sun and the power was given. To him, to scorch, to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat. And they blasphemed the name of God. Who had power over these plagues. And they did not repent. And gave him or give him glory. Still wouldn't repent. 
for going through still won't do right for going through. Reverend Oreck, my prophecy teacher, said to me, talking, not in person to me, but I took it to me because I've heard the word. And he said that when during this time, when the heat, when the sun, and he stopped about the ozone layer, which is 120, 133 miles out up above the sky. That's separate out of space. When you go beyond the ozone layer, layer, you're in outer space. So there's an ozone layer around the earth. It protects the earth from meteorites and any foreign objects coming through or coming down from outer space to the earth. It burns them up when they go through the ozone layer. And when and when aircrafts and when and when aircrafts uh go up, they have to come down in a certain angle to be able to come through the ozone layer. And he was talking about the the aerosol spray that go up and eat the ozone layer up. And they was banning, and then now they're doing nuclear tests in the atmosphere to deplete the ozone layer. So even when the sun rays come through the ozone layer, the sun, the ozone layer filter the sun rays so that it's not as hot or the or the ultraviolet rays is filtered. Because if the ultraviolet rays penetrate, that's why people have skin cancer. In a certain areas of the United States or the world, the ozone layer has been depleted. And the sun is not filtered. It's extremely hot. And it's going to get so hot. He talked about the sun getting so hot until it's like bacon in a skillet burning men's flesh. And then he goes on to say, and we know the sun is a star, a huge star. And when a, a, a star go out, it's called nova. It novas. That means a star. You see the stars, a falling star. That falling star that you see and you have seen is the same size of the sun. And it's so far out of in in the universe until you just see a little streak of light and fall. But it's the same size of the sun because the sun is a star. And when the sun get ready to nova, they talk about sunspots on the sun. And when the sun begin to nova, it's going to go out. And that Bible, when the revelation talks about it, it'd be dark. Praise the name of God. So that if the sun, if the sun gets exceedingly bright before it go out, it's going to be burning men's flesh. That's the judgment of the tribulation. And just in this, the tribulation is not going to just happen all of a sudden. It's slowly easing in the situation. But when that time comes, it's going to be worse. But the time, it's not going to be like you in comfort. 
and all of a sudden the church is raptured and all hell break loose? No, it starts gradually and you and people don't even be aware unless preachers like myself preaching the kingdom of God and preaching the end time to prepare you for the coming of the Lord. Isn't that something? Now, now, this passage of scripture I want to read for your hearing. It comes from uh, Luke chapter 16 and verse number 19. And I'm, 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 I'm now I, I, I covered some things earlier. And let me just cover this, this highlight here. This is about a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus. That's what the story is about. It's actually personal. It's not a parable. This rich, this, this rich man, his whole life was consumed in selfishness. He was self-centered. He lived in luxury. He had everything. He, had, he was a million, he's a, maybe a millionaire, billionaire. Like some folks today. Even got preachers living it up and enjoying it and they are not concerned about nobody else. They're not trying to give up nothing, nothing. They want they want more for themselves. And they not and, and see, if you look at a homeless person, and if a homeless person have five dollars, and you come up and say, Look here, would you give me two dollars? A homeless person will give you two dollars of the five dollars, and know they have no way of getting no money because they are, they are givers. They they know what it feels like to be not to have. But you get a rich joker, got all this money, and you ask him, he won't give you a not. He won't give you a dime. He won't give a cripple crab a crutch. He won't give an old lady a bone because he's selfish, and all he wants is more. This rich man was like that. The more he have, the more he want. It's like uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, uh, chapter 5, talking about you keep wanting riches, and riches is consumed, and you keep wanting them more and more. You're never satisfied. That's what's happened with rich. They're never satisfied like a grave. Jesus warned the rich man. It's so hard for the rich man to go into a, a kingdom as a camel to go through a needle of a, of a needle. He talked to the rich, rich young ruler and said, if you want to follow me and you love me, give all that you have to the poor and come and follow me. He went away sad because his riches had him. He didn't have his riches. They had him. Huh? He made the wrong decision. He suffered in eternity for what he did. But Lazarus lived all his life in poverty. I'm not saying you got to be poor to be saved. Poor in spirit, the Lord will bless you. But he, his heart was right with the Lord. I'd rather be a, a papa with my heart right than be the richest man in the world, and my heart's not right because my riches, I'm going to leave everything behind. Naked I came in, naked I leave out of here. So if I had a choice to live in poverty with, with the God in my heart, praise the name of the Lord. I will suffer. To suffer. Like as Moses said, 
he decided to suffer the children of Israel than to enjoy sin for a season. So Lazarus' heart was right and, and with God. And Lazarus' name, see, names are important. God is my help. That's what Lazarus means in Hebrew. God is my help. I like that. Hallelujah. And so we name folk all kind of names. But we ought to be naming our children some biblical name and have a meaning behind it. As Abraham, the father of many nations. So every time they hollered Abraham, Abraham, they was it was prophesied, father of many nations, father of many nations, father of many nations, and it came to pass. So your, your name is important. Have your name mean something. Your name mean love. Every time somebody calls you by your name, they're saying love, love. You are love, love. And you can't help but love. Praise the name of God. That was a side note. Anyway, uh, I'm having a good time here tonight. Time is passing. Praise the name of the Lord. It says here, and there was a certain, see, there was a certain, not a parable, there was a certain rich man who clothed in purple and fine linen, and he laid, he was, he was, he enjoyed himself. He had everything he possibly need, but there was a certain beggar, a certain beggar. His name was Lazarus. They don't even give the rich man name. Isn't that something? Jesus don't, and this is in red, so they, they say Luke wrote what Jesus had said. His name was Lazarus. Lazarus was full of sores, and he laid at the gate. He was carried daily at the gate of the rich man. He desired to be fed with just the crumbs that falls from the rich man's table. He didn't want a lot, just enough to live. So we don't need a whole lot. Let us be content with what we have. Don't, you know, if God opened up the windows of heaven, bless you, fine. Fine. But Lazarus said he wanted just the crumbs that fall from the rich man's table. More were the dogs came and licked his sores. The dogs cared more about Lazarus than the rich man. Because the dogs was licking his sores in a way of healing his sores. That was healing in the licking of the sores from the dogs. They loved Lazarus and licked his sores. But the rich man didn't care nothing about Lazarus. So it, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Now, Abraham's bosom is paradise. And the rich man died and he was buried. He didn't say nothing about he was carried away by angels. He was just buried. So rich folk, you're just going to be buried. And the Bible says, and being in torment in Hades. I'm going to stop there because... Uh, I'm going to move on a little bit further here. See, uh, Hades and Sheol is a place 
and the state of departed souls in the Old Testament. It's actually a place. It's a place for departed souls. And Jehenna, Jehenna is a word that means lake of fire. Jehanna, 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 that word is used 12 times in the New Testament. And the word uh, Sheol is used 11 times. These are places of the separated dead. This Jehenna, when you hear me say the lake of fire, that what that word means. This is for this this now now Sheol is a place have is this is a place that has two different places like we find in Lazarus 16. It's separate. There's a tormented side for the unbelievers and there's a gulf that runs in the center and then there is the paradise, the part of Abraham's bosom that's paradise. So if that's where the dead prior to the resurrection of the Lord. Before the resurrection of the Lord, that's where the dead. See, now, now as far as the lake of fire, there was nobody in the lake of fire at this time. Nobody is in the lake of fire. The first people uh, will be in the lake of fire is the Antichrist and the false prophets. They will be the first one to go into the lake of fire. But as it stands now, there's no one in the lake of fire. So, we find here in Lazarus reading, in Luke 16, that the rich man, he looked and saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham. And, and he then said to, it says here, he looked and being in torment in Hades. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Lazarus in paradise. See, this is an actual place. This is an actual place. That means if you die and you are not in Christ... This is where you go, where the rich man is right now. And as far as the bosom of Abraham, Jesus, before he descended on high, he descended into Hades, where the, where he, the, the, the thief on the right-hand side Lord, remember me when thou go come into paradise or your kingdom. 
And Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So when Jesus died, he went to the paradise of Abraham's bosom. And when he got up, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto man. He bought, so on the paradise part of Hades, there's, it's empty. <laughs> Woo! They, they, they are not there. They are with the Lord. Paul said, look here, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And Jesus is not in Hades. He's standing at the right hand of God. And, and Paul said to be absent from the body is to be in his presence. And not only that, the Bible says when the trump of God sounds that the dead in Christ rise. And we that alive and remain will be caught up to be other words. And then it goes on to say in the in the, uh first Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13 through 18, he said that he will he will bring with him those who have died in Christ. So that if in order for them, in order for the Lord to bring them with him, they have to be with him at this time. And they're not down there in paradise or the bosom of Abraham. Well, so if you die and you're not in Christ, you will go to the tormented part. You will be here with the rich man. Let me tell you what this rich man says. This rich man lifted up his eyes and verse 23, 22 uh, 23, brother, lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried, the rich man cried out and said, Father Abraham, see, what, why you want to call me Father Abraham now and you didn't believe what the writers was about Abraham? You didn't believe nothing. And have mercy. See, he want mercy now. But see, when you die outside of Christ, there's no more mercy. You need to get your mercy now so that your mercy can carry you with him. Because if you don't receive your mercy, that's grace. You got to die in grace. Because if you don't have Jesus, you're out of grace. You're still under the law. You're still under what you can do. But you need to be in grace. By grace are you saved through faith. And this is not a yourself. It is the gift of God. Lest anybody start bragging about their ability or how much they know. They have nothing to, to do with that. Then he cried. Say, well, he won't have mercy on me. And send, oh, now why in the world he want him to send Lazarus to do something for him and he wouldn't do nothing for Lazarus while he was living. Let me tell you something. Don't cry at my grave when you didn't do nothing for me while I was living. You didn't come visited me while, and you said nothing, but now you want to cry. Now you want to tell me about how you love your daddy, how you love your mama, how you love your sister, how you love your preacher. And you wouldn't say nothing to them. But now he wouldn't say nothing to Lazarus. And Lazarus was suffering outside of his gate. And he wouldn't do nothing for Lazarus. But all of a sudden now, but now he want Lazarus to do something for him. Isn't that something? Isn't that just the way it seemed to be? It says here that 
uh, back up just a little bit. Just send Lazarus that he may dip his finger, the tip, not the whole finger, just the tip of his finger in water. The water ain't even have to be real cold, just warm water. Just the tip of his finger and cool my tongue, his parching tongue, for I am tormented in these flames. Let's examine this personality. If see some folk think when you die you that's it no, you don't exist no more. But this rich man was talking. He remembered. He could think. He could feel. He had all his faculties. He wasn't dead and he was done. He had everything he died with. He felt everything he could feel in his natural body. But his body was not going to be consumed. It, will, it was going to exist for eternity. And I told you last week how eternity was. It did not stop. Time is done away with. Not 24 hours a day. Not 60 seconds. Not 60 minutes. Not 24 hours, not seven days a week, 31, uh, 31 or 32 days, 31 or 30 days a uh, month, 365 and a quarter days a year, hadn't that done away with. There's no need for time because time is what we deal with in this dimensional. But when that time comes, when we go into eternity, there will be no more time. Time, time will actually end. Eternity. Kick in. Good Lord of mercy. And he says, see, see, this man's soul is intact. His spirit is intact. What kind of body he had? But it's going to be an eternal body, but it'll be an eternal body of damnation. His body will be still there. He will, he, he will have a new body because he will be resurrected on the third uh, in the, at the at the third at the second resurrection, and he will have a resurrected body, but that body will not go in in glory with God. It will be cast into the lake of fire, and that's worse than what this torment here is. This is just a touch. This is just a glimpse of the lake of fire with brimstones. In a way, he says, and send Lazarus. For I'm in torment in these flames. And Abraham said, remember? He could remember that in your lifetime. So he remember what he did in his own lifetime. You remember this night when I pleaded to, for you to get saved and you didn't hear me. You didn't care what I said. It went in one ear and out the other. You didn't respond. But blessed is the one who hears and responds to the call of the Holy Spirit. 
in your lifetime you receive good you you receive your good things and likewise lives evil things but now see it ain't what you get now it ain't what you get now on this end i know you want all the luxury i know you want all the, all the everything now you want to get happy fat whatever you want to do all your money now but he said but lazarus suffered on that that this end but now he's comfort and you are tormented. And besides all of this, there's a all this between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot. Even if Lazarus wants to come, he cannot. And if you want to come over here, you cannot. Nor can those from these on your side pass to me or pass to us. You can't come and they can't come either. Can't go over and help you. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. <laughs> See? Oh, for I have five brothers that he may testify to them lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, they have Moses, the law of Moses, the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. They have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. And they have the prophets, all the prophets, from Samuel all the way to Nehemiah, uh, I mean, all the way to Malachi, they have the prophets. Let them hear the prophets. Can you hear me? I'm not a prophet, but can you hear me today calling for you to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Come unto him. And he said, no, Father Abraham. But if one goes to him that came from the dead, they will repent. See, repenting is the key. He didn't repent. See, you might be leaving, but you hadn't repent. You had to believe, Jesus, repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses, nor the prophets, neither will they hear and be persuaded from one that have have come from the dead. I don't care how you know this. This we gonna we gonna we gonna maybe talking about this. I'm in this. I'm in uh, Luke chapter sixteen, nineteen, uh, and uh, twenty uh, thirty one. A lot of more scriptures that I have there because we we want to make sure we get into that and I, I covered some of that and covered it that. To give you an understanding of, you know, what's to expect if you don't know the Lord and you die in your sins. And you're going to die. We, we're going to die. But I'm, don't want, I'm not going to fear death. Because Jesus Christ have the keys of death and hell. He have overpowered the grave. He conquered the grave. When he got up from the grave, and if any man be in Christ, he's new with Christ. 
I am part of the resurrection of Christ. I'm in Christ. So if you don't know I'm in the part of your sin, I want you to know this. Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh to the Father except by me. There's one God. There's one mediator between God and man, that man Jesus Christ. By grace are you saved through faith. It is not of yourself. It is the gift of God that's in the man should boast. Admit the fact that you are sinner because the Bible says all have sinned and felt short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. The Bible said, repent. Jesus said, I'll tell you this, nay, if you, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. That's why I was saying, you might be leaving, but you have not repent. Repent is to have a change in mind, a change in direction, and go in another direction. Make a bow face and start living for the Lord. Don't continue in your sin. Don't continue in your cohabitation. Don't come in and continue in your homosexual activity. Don't continue fornicating, committing adultery. So I'm, I'm not dealing with only homosexuality as in having that relationship with the same sex. That's the problem. Whether you think you are is one thing, but when you act on your desire, that's where sin comes in. Fornication. Two people that's not married, never been, commit having a sexual relationship, which is heterosexual. That's all married. A man, are you married having a sexual relationship with someone? All of us the same. And Jesus takes it a step further and says, if you look on someone to lust after them, you have committed adultery already in your heart. He goes on the further say, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. So that's, that. I mean, that's like, oh my God. I don't like everybody. I hate so and so. But we need to have God to come in and bring, allow his love to saturate our hearts so we don't get to that point where we hate and where we are killing because of our hatred. Huh? We have to repent and repent. In other words, believe that Jesus died on the cross and got up on the third day and was resurrection. And believe that the kingdom of God is at hand, that you are in the kingdom. When you accept him, you are in the kingdom. Jesus preached the kingdom. The apostles preached the kingdom of God. You're not in the kingdom of the world. You're in the kingdom of God. Ask him to come into your life. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, open the door, I will come in and I will sup with him. I want to say, I, I thank you guys for, for chatting in with me. I do thank you all for this, for the, for the uh, platform to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get up out of here and the Lord said the same. I hope to finish up on this particular message next week. I may change the name. I don't know what the, what the Lord will say. But those who are out there in 360, I want to say, look here, I want to, I want to sign off with you. Uh, I don't know my radio um, live broadcast. You guys be blessed. And uh, I see you guys live. Y'all come to continue to listen to this music. There's some great music on 365 Radio 24-7. Praise the name of God. Dr. Laurie Moore.
is the CEO and founder of this radio broadcast. And we, we thank you guys for listening. So may God bless you. Now, now I'm going to get on the, out of here and I'm going to play my favorite music. And you guys, uh, we'll see you guys next week if the Lord say to say, I want you to listen to this music, okay? And don't you back down because that devil is trying to kill you. Don't back down. Ain't no we don't 